Hey, welcome into this episode of the Quintessential Ministry Podcast. This is going to be super fun. If you've been following along this year, I've been doing uh, testimonies of people in my life. The first one we did was a testimony actually of this church, uh, Erie First Assembly, where I work, and how uh, missions giving turned around our financial situation. It's very encouraging, and uh, I think you'd get a lot out of it. So if you haven't caught that, check that one out with myself and Pastor Nicole. Last month, my friend Dan Sheldon came on and gave a very powerful and strong testimony about everything he's been through in life, his addictions, and how God has set him free from that. And today, I'm joined by a very special guest, two very special guests, people who only need a first name in my house. When we say Vinny and Carol, our kids know who we're talking about. And so I'm joined by my friends Vinny and Carol Majak. Would you guys say hello? Hello. Hello. All right. And they uh, attend the church I used to work at in Jamestown, New York, called Conduit Ministries. And they have known my family since we had just one child, which is, there are a few people, most people know when they when I talk to them that I have five small kids, but you guys remember when it was just us and AC, so that's pretty cool. So anyways, this is what we're going to do. I'm just going to kind of let you loose, Vinny, and let you share some things. Vinny has a very, very powerful testimony. Uh, He's seen a lot. He's been through a lot. And the thing I love the most about Vinny is that God has saved his life many, many times, and through all of it, he's still Vinny. Like, Vinny's Vinny, right? But now he's Vinny with Jesus, so it's super good. So Vinny, you go ahead and just roll... And uh, as you say things, I'll chime in, or Carol can as well, and we'll just kind of see how this goes. Well, hello, everybody. just want to say hello first. But as Pastor Quint said, um, God has saved my life many times, physically, many times. Not just spiritually, but physically, many times he's saved my life. In this past, oh, I don't know... um, uh, 20 years, um, my life has been spared three times? Yes, three. Three times. And um, it's one time was uh, my colon blew up, and for two weeks, why um, um, that was uh, that, that uh, how can I put it, that um, infection was going through my system. I never said a word. I thought I just kept thinking it was a pulled muscle, when in actuality there was a quarter-sized hole in my colon, and um, I, it it was very painful. I would endure the pain, and I figured if 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 I thought it was a pulled muscle, that's what it was going to be. But two weeks later, um, after I lied to my doctor about everything that he asked me, wow, yeah, I. Um, I got in. I was in serious trouble. It was at night, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah, and um, um, I start going septic. I I was um, getting very sick quickly, and uh, my wife took me to the emergency room, and they did an emergency uh, operation on me and took some of my colon, and there was, like I said, a hole in my colon. But here's the thing: um, what God did for me, even through those, 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 those. Uh, where, where I should have never made it through those two weeks. What they first saw was a cyst, and it covered the hole that was created in my colon. And um, and that's what saved my life because it wouldn't allow that infection to seep out of my colon. It was blocking that hole. So that's what that's what gave me the time. And, 
and um, they put me on a bag for two months, a uh, colostomy bag, and um, two months later they reconnected me and the surgery was a success. And uh, that was the first time in these 20 years that he saved my life. How long ago was that? How long Paul, ago? Paulie was probably a year old, so about 20 Wow. Almost, almost 20 years. Ago. Almost 19, 20 years. Yeah. Okay. Faster. Okay. Um, the second time was when I was 57. That, so that was 20 years. I was 43 in that time, right? Something like that. For the bag. For the bag, yeah. for the cold one. Yeah, 43. But the second time was I was 57. Um, I had a massive heart attack for 20 hours. I don't know anybody that has survived a massive heart attack. For 20 hours. Yeah. Nobody. This was uh, four and a half years ago, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, most people don't make an hour on a massive heart attack, let alone 20 hours. Um, I was in bad shape. They had no clue after the surgery. I, I believe they talked to my wife about that, that I was going to make it. Um, um, and uh, during the course of that, that time, um, where I was out, I was out for five days, yeah. five days. Um, they kept me unconscious. Um, so I will interject here. The, our son at the time, he was 15, 15 years old and the doctor basically said, if we can keep your husband alive till Sunday, he should make it. And so... Then Sunday morning, he woke up. Yeah, and, and uh, do you remember the first thing you said? Um, no. So I was getting ready for church. Our church was a big support for us at the time. So I was going to go to church and then go to the hospital and see Vin, not thinking he would be awake yet, um, just because the norm was he. I would just go and look at him, connected to everything. And the phone rang, and it was him, and he said, Carol, I know what God wants from me, mm. and he wants me. I remember me. now. Yeah. yeah. Yep, yep, yep. So go ahead. And he wants me to give my testimony. Yeah, yeah. I remember that. And live for him. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. So that was uh, the second time my in the 20 years that my life was spared. Um and not just not just spared, but I feel good. You know, I got out of that surgery. I felt like an eighty-year-old man at fifty-seven. Like, why? Why am I here? Why should? Couldn't I just have gone if I'm going to feel like this for the rest of my life? And then I uh, caught a verse in the Bible uh, when uh, Jesus was going to go visit. Um, who was that? That that he called out of the tomb. Lazarus. Lazarus, yes. That he was going to go visit Lazarus, but he died. And his sisters said to Jesus, uh, if you were here, he wouldn't have died. And Jesus said, um, it's not about um, the sickness. It's not about Lazarus being sick to death. It's about the, what, what, the glory that God's getting. And that's what changed everything for me. Um, it wasn't about my heart attack. It was about Jesus. <clears throat> Love it. So, so uh, and bring glory to to Him, and not to me. Um, but um, um, that was the second time, 
And then the third time was recently. I had I I got COVID, and um, I didn't take my um, what do they call those things? The vaccine. The vaccine. I didn't take my vaccine, um, so I I was I was uh, just my my idea was if if God made this body, I wasn't testing God. If God made this body. He made it to survive these things that we're going to come up against to to um, fight these things, these diseases, these infections uh, that we're going to, these bacterias that we're going to come up against. So I, f- I figured every other uh, 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 bacteria or infection I ever got in my life, I fought it off. So even hepatitis B I fought off uh, without medication just at my house. So... Um, I, I didn't think I needed that, that vaccine. And, and then and I caught it. I, I, I caught COVID. Um, it was um, three days before opening day of gun season, which um, <laughs> I, I really live for. <laughs> and I couldn't make it because of COVID. But um, it, was, it was three days before opening day. And I remember the first couple days I had it, I would be calling people. Um, oh, this is a piece of cake. What's this big to do over COVID? And then on the third day, it it got me. It got me hard. And um, Which you, you would be considered high risk, given yes, your heart background. My heart, you just yes. talked about and everything. High risk. Also, if you're listening to this and think you're getting my opinions or my or, or my endorsements of vaccines. We ain't touching any of that. Yeah, so we're not touching that. Vinny's an American who's entitled to his opinions, yes. and so are we all. And so that this is not going to get flagged for COVID misinformation no, by anybody. No, so, no, no. So anyways, that was the choice you made, though. Yes, that was the choice I made. And then it was easy as you got started. It was a piece of cake as I got started. And then what? But the third day into it, it really got a hold of me. And... Um, it started to attack my intestines, and um, then I just couldn't hold any fluids, and um, I started to dehydrate. I got COVID pneumonia. Um, um, they, my oxygen level, which I was totally unaware of, uh, was uh, down to sixty-two percent, which oh my gosh, which should be, you know, up at the, around the hundred. Yeah. So when that happened. They didn't think I was going to make it through the night. And I didn't want to go to the hospital. But my wife was uh, very stubborn, and thank God. And Thankfully, we w- more stubborn than you. Yes, yes. Jeez, you were yes. a little stubborn yourself. Yes, I guess. Yes, I was stubborn. But uh, she got me to the hospital, and um, once I got there and got the care I needed, um, everything was going smoothly um, as far as getting well again. My oxygen levels went back up. Um, um, the, 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 the intestinal issue stopped. Uh, I wasn't dehydrated anymore. And once all that took place, um, um, I was on the road to getting well again. So here's the third time I should have never made it through the night. And, um, and here I am. And, and that definitely contribute that to my relationship with Jesus Christ and the blessings that you get from a relationship with Jesus Christ. Um, will you get, uh, uh, blessings without a relationship from Jesus Christ? Yes, you will. I've gotten a few of them 
if we had time, I'd tell you one of them. It's a beautiful story. And I was not saved at the time. I was very young. I was 18. And that was the first really uh, look I had to, 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 to our God that cares about us. Is that, that the story about good, your, was it your daughter? Maybe? My daughter, Tell yes. a story. We got time. You want me to tell a story? Yeah, it's a great story. Yeah, Absolutely. it's a fabulous story. Uh, well, and, and also, if just to jump in, um, like when you say, can you, will you get blessings from God? Every blessings from God, right? And even before you were saved, you you lived in in God's grace towards you. And didn't yes. even realize it, it but you happen. can now look back on your life and be like, "Wow, that was God. That was God. That was God." Exactly, Pastor. Showing up in in all these different scenarios, and I think what I love about that is, um, I mean, you've lived a lot of life. You've had, you've been, you've been through a lot. You've been through a lot. Put people through a lot. Yes, you, you, right. Like you've yes. lived the full experience. But I love that in your salvation and in your. Uh, redemption, like your main goal is you do want to point that point people back to Jesus. You're mm-hmm. not saying, look what I figured out. Look no. what I did. No, no, no. It, it's the opposite. It's I didn't figure anything out. And yet look what God has done. Yes. for me, Right. Which I think is so amazing. It is amazing because there's I believe that there's and I've heard this, that some people believe that God will not intervene in your life if you're not saved. That's so not true. So not true. Yeah, absolutely. So not true. He's intervening all the time. All the time. Yeah. He wants us. He wants his children. He loves us so much, obviously. He went to the cross for us. Right. I mean... That's not to say that once we have an awareness, we can't... We need to do what we can to walk in his way. Yes. So that... Yes. So that... uh, he's not having to intervene in our ignorance, right? All the time. Cause we all are now time. aware of things, but he absolutely always is intervening and is stepping in. Is always amazing grace. Yeah. Pastor. Yeah. Amazing so tell the story uh, real quickly about right. your, it's your daughter, right? Yes. My okay. daughter. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it, it was, uh, my wife at the time. She's my ex-wife now, but, um, uh, we were young, 18. I got this girl pregnant and, my, I, I thought in the way I was brought up that the best thing to do was to marry her. The right thing to do, not the best, the right thing to do was to marry her. Um, so we did. Um, at, through the marriage in a couple months, we decided <clears throat> that we couldn't even get a, a job, couldn't even get a job, let alone um, support a family, um, that uh, we would give the baby up for adoption. Went through the... <clears throat> Social worker had it all set up when <clears throat> when the couple was chosen, when she was going to give birth, that couple would come to the hospital. And we I would not see the baby. I, we did the Lamaze thing, but that was kaput because I couldn't see the baby. And she would have uh, be under anesthesia, so she didn't see the baby. Oh, wow. So This uh, was up in Buffalo, right? Up in Buffalo. DeGraff Hospital okay. in North Tonawanda, I believe. So, we said it was a beautiful, beautiful September afternoon. Sun was shining. Um, we, me and my aunt, which uh, my aunt Tony, my mother's sister, if you know anything about Italian families, very close. And my aunt was like a second mom to me. So, my mother couldn't be there, so my aunt was there with me in the waiting room in DeGraff. Now, I'm 18 years old. My wife at the time is 18 years old, and she's given birth to a 
we didn't know, you know, at the time. We had no clue because they weren't going to tell us. Um, the family that was going to adopt them, adopt the baby was there, and um, the social worker was there so we could sign the papers after the birth. Um, we're just sitting in a waiting room, just me and my aunt. We're the only two people there in DeGraff Hospital. Um, there was a pay phone, I don't know. If, um, if that's not evidence that the Holy Spirit wants this story to be there, you go. Because the off. phone is ringing. That's so funny. But um, um, there's a old phone booth. I don't think the younger people might remember it. It had a bifold door. Oh yeah. Yeah, okay. and, and payphone. Payphone. Yeah. Yeah. Old phone booths in the waiting room, and um, we're just sitting there, just the two of us, and all of a sudden the phone starts ringing, the payphone, and. We didn't pay no mind to it, and I'm not exaggerating, but after 15 minutes of this phone ringing, just constantly ringing, I looked at my aunt, and I go, should I answer this thing? And she goes, I guess. So I did. I answered the phone. And when I said hello, the the woman on the other end of the line said, hello, is Vinnie Majak there? This is Dunlop calling. And I went, what? And she goes, Dunlop, we want you to start. It was a Saturday that I was at the hospital. She goes, we want you to start Monday at Dunlop. It's a, a factory, a tire building factory in Tonawanda. Good job, make great money. Um, and we want you to start Monday. And I was like in shock. And I said, yes. So when I hung up the phone, I had the job. I could support my family. I ran out. My my wife, at the time, she she was shaking like a leaf on the table. I mean, I guess you go women go through shock after they give birth. She was she was shaking all over the place, and um, I said, "We're going to keep the baby. We're going to keep the baby." Well, the the social worker was there. She grabbed me and said, "No, you're not." And um, by the shoulders, she literally turned me around, and I said, "What do you mean I'm not?" And because you now had a job where you could support a family. Right, you could support so the baby. This changes but everything. Because everything was in... in Very in motion. In motion to, right. to, to have this baby adopted. She was getting you know nervous. And, uh, and, and I, I, th- I believe in my heart, if my aunt wasn't there, that being 18 years old and not knowing a lot, that woman would have scared me into signing those papers. But because my aunt was there, and she's Italian... She, she, she took that, she asked that woman to take a walk with her and that woman did. And that woman never turned back to come and ask me anything. So what my aunt said to her that day, I have no clue, but she kept walking out that door Wow! and we kept the baby. So not only did God give me that job, how does a payphone or a corporation let a payphone right. ring wow. for on a Saturday. On a Saturday for 15 minutes. Right. I, I mean, that's only God. Yeah. And to have my aunt in place to stop the process of adoption, that's only God. Yeah. It's definitely not me. Right. And to the and and now my uh, daughter's 43 years old. Wow. With uh, two kids and um, a a beautiful family and uh, yeah. Just it, that's the yeah that's you and you told that story at her wedding right at her yeah. wedding yeah two hundred people not a dry eye in the place yeah and wow. uh, all you can do is say 
hallelujah, you know, praise yeah. the Lord. I mean, yeah. it's that's not fate, that's not luck, that's not n- anything but Jesus Christ moving right. in your life, right, or my life, yeah, which is available, and He does it for every single person in this world. Yeah, well, and I think. Um kind of like what I was saying before you told that story. I think what people I think the takeaway and and what people can should draw from that is looking you need to look in your life for where God is moving and and then call it that when that's what it is. It's why Absolutely. It's why I, when I do these podcasts, I or or when I preach, I tell a ton of testimonies from people in my life, people that I've seen their example, their witness has inspired my Christian journey. I think that's the point of the church is that that's why when I have you on or my friend Dan last month, like we need to share our struggles, our victories, and then give Jesus all the glory and then celebrate that together, right? And I think that's where, um, that's like such a, when you start doing that, it takes your Christian journey from like a theory or something that you like attend on Sunday to like an experience, your daily experience is affected by when you can look back and say, God moved here and God moved here and God moved here. You attack every single day with this. What's God going to do today? What, what if, what if today there's going to be another, you know, I remember when you called me and we put this recording, this on the calendar, you said, I just got done snow blowing. It was uh, Martin Luther King day. There's two feet of snow coming down and you were just like, I shouldn't even be out there pushing that darn thing, but look at me. I, you know, look, I still do it. Yeah, and so yeah. I think it's just you, even in snowblowing your driveway, you see how God has worked in your life because you understand all of it, like the whole big picture, yes. right? I mean, it's it's amazing um, just, to, and just to, you know, to look at my life, let alone other people's lives, when you, when you get to hear their testimonies, it's such an encouragement. I mean, I, last year, this is just off the, 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 the subject real quick. I got to tell you this. Last year, I was cutting my grass. Um, I got uh, a beautiful place in Sherman and um, five acres, a nice house. And I got about an acre and a half of lawn. And um, I love cutting it. I love taking care of it. And um, I'm sitting there on the launch on the tractor and um, the, the lawnmower. And um, it came to me. When I was 12 years old, now, Pastor, 12 years old, we had a place in Olean. My father had a place with my uncle and a couple other guys, and um, it was a beautiful place. And I used to cut the grass. And at 12 years old, I can remember, it was like a revelation. I would say, boy, I want this. I want to cut my own grass for me one day, a big lawn. And here I am love it. at 62 years old. 50 years later, wow. cutting that grass, that big lawn, he gave me exactly what I asked for at yeah, 12. That's so cool. That's so cool. Yeah. I couldn't have I couldn't have arranged that if I wanted to. I couldn't have put that together if I want if I had the mind to. Yeah. There's no way. Yeah. And he did it. I love it. He did it for me. Yeah. And that's just mentioning something. You imagine what he does when it's in your heart. When 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 it's something you desire deeply, that he wants his he wants his people to have whatever they ask for, right? As long as it's within the will of our Father, right? Well, so. in in the New Testament, it talks so much about signs and wonders and miracles, 
and I just heard a pastor share uh, three weeks ago or whatever a, a message on that. But he was saying like, when you start to realize everything's a miracle, you snow blowing your driveway is a miracle. Is you a miracle. cutting that grass, you getting what you asked for fifty years ago. When you when you stop putting your own personal parameters around what is or isn't a miracle, but you start actually thanking him for what miracles you do have, you open your eyes up to so many more miracles that he is doing. But so often we become uh, desensitized or comfortable or complacent, and we don't see it for the blessings that they are, right? Um, And so it's funny. Sometimes you'll talk to people, and it's interesting to me, like, the house... When people move into a house and they tell you all the great things about it and all the beautiful things and all oh, this, 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 and this, and then five years later when they're selling the house, how do they talk about it? They, they tell you all the reasons we have to move this kitchen, this, 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 that. You know, you'll see that on HGTV shows and stuff. Yes, and, yes. And it's like, wow, you, you used to tell everybody about this experience, this place in this certain light, and you, the house didn't change. You changed. Exactly. You grew you know, apart from it, but if you'd fall, if you would get your perspective back to where it once was, your view would be different, you know? So instead of having a view of like, man, I got a, an acre and a half and Polly moved out and I got to mow it all by myself and having a negative attitude, right, right. you're actually looking at it like, look what God gave me. And that changes the entire experience. The entire the, experience. Yeah. I love it. You know, and, 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 it, it, you know, you're not just going to sit back on the couch and say, God, I want this. God, I want that. No, I mean, I, I worked hard for things. And 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 and, and I, I believe in my heart that's obviously what we need to do. We need to work hard. Yes, um, um, God will move whatever needs to be moved, whether it's you or something else. He will move uh, for 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 his glory and and really once you get to that point in life that it's it's not it's not you getting these things it's him putting you in position because of your hard work because of your dedication to the to him because of your loyalty whatever that it's it's him that puts you there puts everything in place for these things to happen. Well, and Vinny, I think you're a great example of um, everything you just said, but also everything you get, you consistently point back to him. Yes. And that's why I think he knows he can give it to you. He can trust you with it because you're never going to tout it as, look what I did. Right. But everything from, I mean, like you, you started off saying, your, your poor decisions, your stubbornness, your unwillingness to talk to the doctor, your lies to the doctor. Yes, yes. And yet... God graciously saved you anyways, but in that, you sought for what it was, you owned where you fell short in it, and you pointed the glory to the one who saved your life in it, right? Right. And I think because you are such a great example of someone who, you do that with everything. You consistently do that, and because of that, I think God knows I can trust Vinny with this. He might be stubborn, and he might be this, and he might be that, but at the end of the day, when I come through in his life, he tells people about it. Right, and I think that's awesome. Thank you, Pastor. I appreciate yeah, that absolutely. Uh, but you know, and that's what I, that's that's the thing about the hard work. Um, he says in the Word, "If I give you something, and you take care of it, I'll give you more." Well, to take care of something, you got to work at it. 
So that's where I say the hard work is is necessary right. for God to move in your life. You know, you just can't sit back and say, Lord, eating uh, pom-poms or chocolates and say, Lord, I need this. Lord, I need that. No, he, he wants you involved. He wants you leaning into him. Right, right. And, and, um, and so be it. He created us. Right, right. And, um, and once you come to that understanding and, and you can say to yourself, it's not me doing this. It's, it's, it's not me making this happen. It, it's, it's Jesus. Yeah. Who's love it. with you. I love it. Day, I'll go interject. Ahead. I was going to say, any yeah. thoughts from you, Carol? Yeah. Well, you know, um, you know this, Pastor Quint. People are drawn to Vinny. Yeah. And people are drawn to Vinny because he is the most non-judgmental person I know. Like, people are safe in his presence. And, um, you know, he, he serves coffee at church. So he's the first person when people walk in the door, um, he's the first person they see. And I've heard so many people say, I came back because of his welcoming face, his words, his, you know. So Vinny, to me, models Jesus so well. Yeah, I agree. I love it. But it wasn't always like that. Yeah. It, it, it wasn't always like that. <laughs> <laughs> it, it took a lot of time and, 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 and a lot of uh, long suffering. Or, and, you know, instead of these, these, these Christian terms, a lot of patience from God. Yeah. A, a, a lot of love, which he has abundance of. And, and that's why I'm here today sitting in this chair talking with Pastor and my wife. Yeah. Um, because of his patience and his love and his long suffering and and that's just that that he'll take a lot of your grief and he won't leave you yeah he won't just say okay that's it i'm done with you yeah he won't do that and um no matter he, what no matter what right. yeah no matter what yeah so um it, it, if you can if people can get to that point in their lives and know that um, I didn't, you know, and, and understand you, you didn't make these rules. These things didn't just come because human beings were, were on this earth and we all decided, uh, okay, we're going to have this and we're going to have that. And we're going to structure this this way, the society this way. No, it, it's, it's, it's all Jesus. And when man gets too involved and forgets about Christ, um, and I know Pastor said we're not getting too political but when he when that happens, like it's happening now, sure. this is what we end up with. Yeah, and and that's removing Jesus from our society. And um, yeah, I, is, I saw a thing. What other, we get? I saw a thing the other day that said, and I honestly had never thought about this, but it said we did not invent math; we discovered math, the laws of math, just as an example. Yes, and then when you think about that, like. That's so true about so much of our daily experience. We didn't invent no oxygen. Right. We just breathe it. We didn't invent right our five senses. We just experience it. We didn't invent reproduction and children and no. all, like all this stuff we just have. And yet somehow we think we control it. We think we can influence it. Yes. We think we all of these things. Yes. But at the end of the day, that's at the just end of not, the day, it's not true. That's not the case. It's like when we use the word create. 
We create nothing. Right, right. Because we need things from God to make whatever we make. Right. It's that old joke, scientist uh, says to God, I can make better people than you. And God says, oh, you think you can, huh? And he goes, yeah. He goes, let's have a contest. You make a person and I'll make a person. And I'll make a better person than you. And God says, okay. Now the scientist is looking around. He's going to start grabbing some dirt. And God says, oh, no, get your own dirt. Get your own dirt. Yes. I love it. It's so good. Yeah. It's so true. We need the things from Jesus right. to make the things we make. Right. We don't create anything. Yeah. We make. Yeah. And um, Let me end with this. You know, the one thing I think that, um, that I really appreciate about both of you and just about the idea of experiencing your relationship with Jesus, like... I think that our society, our culture, and honestly, in a lot of ways, even the church, like, almost doesn't create a space for people to, like, be in, in touch with their heart, you know, like, actually be vulnerable and be open yes. to, like, but I think that's what, that's really what we're talking about here. The fact that you're willing, like, in your heart, Vinny, Vinny, people are drawn to Vinny. One of the main reasons is Vinny has such a big heart. Vinny's got the biggest heart of anybody I know. Like, he's just, uh, and so... But I think the fact that you're willing to actually be in touch with your soft side, you know, is why you're able to see, wow, God did that for me, and God did that for me. I think mm -hmm. people live so apart from their heart yes. and from their their emotions that they, they don't even share them with Jesus, right? So it's right. one thing to put your, your, your feelings and your emotions in a jar with people, because you can't always trust people to do the right things, and right. you know we've all been through situations like that. But absolutely. But the problem with that is that if you also do that in your relationship with Christ, then you don't you miss all those things He's trying to do for you because you're keeping your feelings, your emotions, mm. and your therefore your gratitude, your humility, all those things you're keeping them to yourself and not going to experience it. So I don't know. That was just something that was that was popping up. I don't know if mm -hmm. you have any thoughts on that, but living in touch with your heart and your emotions is, I think, what puts you in a position to to recognize these things. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Once we, uh, you know, once I stopped um, walking with my shoulders back and, like, I was it, man. I was the guy, you know. Once I stopped thinking of myself as that and and realizing that, no, there's this... It, it's bigger than just me. It's bigger than uh, than than what I think uh, of myself. Um, once I got over that and 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 went into my heart to see the the uh, some people call it the soft side, but but the gentler side of of who I am, and and was that able me to. Resurrect Christ in me. Yeah, yeah. You, you know, is give that him a correct, space to Pastor? Yeah, yeah. Give him a space to give actually... him a space. His yes, right, right. And 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 once that happened, and and um, I started to literally walk with him. Think of every step I took. His, his name is on my mind, you know, and that's what I believe. You know, you're walking with him. Um, once that that started to happen. Um, and I could get into into the the depth of my heart. Um, um, relying on Christ was the best thing to do. Yeah, yeah, so it was good. The best thing to do. So good. Any so. parting thoughts? Anything else you want to say? Um, yes. 
Jesus is wonderful. Yeah. It's my uh, recommendation for whoever's out there listening that doesn't know Christ to to sit back and analyze your life the the past years and really look at it and see what Jesus has done for you. Separate yourself and then and then after you see what Christ has done for you, open your heart, let him in and see the wonderful things he'll do in your life. Yeah. Will he save your life? Will he bring you back from diseases? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know these things. Right. But I do know this. If he wasn't in my life, I wouldn't be sitting here talking with you right now. Right. It's so, true. And my 19-year-old my boy uh, would have been very sad about losing his father. So mm. I'm thrilled to be here. I'm, I'm thrilled that... Uh, I have a God such as Jesus, and he's real and alive and waiting for you. Yeah, I love it. Anything from you, Carol? Any other thoughts? Well, I'm obviously very thankful that, that the Lord brought Vin and I together. Yeah, mm. that's great. Absolutely. <laughs> um, an author I love says, I'll end with this, an author I love says, when the truth of your being and the way of your being come into alignment, then you will know peace. And what that means is the truth of your being is you are God's beloved child, like Vinny's sharing with us. And when you live apart from that, that means the way of your being is not in line with that truth. And that's why if you're listening and Vinny's saying, if you're hearing this and you don't know Christ or you're wondering, if you have strife, turmoil, pain in your life, it's because the truth and the way of who you are are not aligned. When you come to know Christ, that is the process of getting those two things aligned. And that is when you can truly know and live in his peace. So, anyways, thanks so much for listening. This has been great. Thank you, Vinny and Carol, for coming down. Absolutely, Pastor. And um, maybe we'll do it again. We'll get there's there's a lot of stories in this man. So we'll, love to, we'll, love to, we'll do it. But this was really good. Appreciate it, and we'll catch you next month on the Quintessential Ministry Podcast.